3D6 down the line. Okay, that was episode 58 in the books. Another successful one. Well done, guys. Good stuff. Thanks, John. <laughs> Anything to add? That was fun, man. That, that was a good one. Dragons scare me so oh my much. God. I don't know if... Uh, just like the the thought of being face to face, I was I was telling these guys earlier. I I really felt like the kids in the truck in Jurassic Park with the T Rex like looking in and the big eye. Yeah, John, you did such a great job making that dragon scary. Yeah, you like that guy? Yeah, I was trying to get no. a point across. Uh, no, I don't like him at all. <laughs> well, I was trying to convey that. Uh, I, I wanted to. What was I? I was trying trying to convey how powerful he was. Everyone knows that dragons are powerful, but. In these past two episodes, I also wanted to try to uh, unlearn what you've sort of learned about D and D dragons, um, and that this is not the like I, I don't I, I don't run dragons like like if you had previous knowledge of what dragons were like in the old monster manual or any addition to D and D, you should be um, well aware now that 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 this dragon does not operate like that. Um, like uh, when right. I when I like to I don't run dragons that often. I, I think a lot of people actually probably don't run very powerful dragons in their games. Lots of dungeons and dungeons of dragons, but very few dragons. Um, and uh, they're like god in my mind. They're like godlike powers. Um, mm-hmm. There's very few things that are more powerful than them. But what's what I find so interesting about them is that they're um, incredibly powerful, but extremely narrow-minded. So all of that extreme godlike intelligence is focused on a singular thing. You do not take what is mine, you know, and I want, all I want is I, you know, that the, their whole thing is I want things, you know what I mean? Um, and how, how scary that would be. Um, uh, just, I yeah. smell you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm probably more influenced in fantasy by Tolkien than for... anything else. So like my, my idea of a dragon is, is heavily flavored by Smaug and all the things that Tolkien himself was yeah. inspired by, like Beowulf and yeah. um, those oh, kind of things. Siegfried and, uh, Siegfried, yeah, yeah. Fafnir, Fafnir the dragon, right? Is that his yeah, name? Exactly. Fafnir, yeah. Or no, Fafnir is the serpent around the, the Midgard serpent. Is that right? I think, I think Fafnir was the dragon. The ring? I don't know. Someone, someone will tell us. I'm sure. Yeah, someone will be glad to tell me you, in the comments. You experts, you. I was a little confused when so, you said that you didn't run dragons the way we thought. Are you talking more like, say, like a dragon lance dragon, where they're just kind of like they're kind of like people, but they're dragons, and they, you know, they're super powerful. Like you, you kind of lean away from that, right? I, I try to, yeah. I mean, I, I like the dragon lance dragons, and I think they're they were a great novelization of what the stat blocks of, you know, first edition dragons were, you know, mm-hmm. really leaning into that whole chromatic versus metallic angle, which is really super cool. Um, yeah, that's a great idea. Um, I kept like the chromatic angle of Crust and Isterex, but if any of you out there, uh, audience members who own Arden Vool, if you're tracking Crust and Isterex's stat block, um, you can just throw that out the window because I am not using that. It, you know, um, in, in my mind, um, like well, it, if you guys wanted is, to front with him, like yeah. I would come up with a stat block, but, uh, to, at this stage in your career, basically what he is, is he is a puzzle to be solved. He is not a monster to be defeated in combat. So, and, yeah. We have to rethink Mike's it's, plan. Well, no, I'm saying <laughs> it, it eventually that might be the case, but it, similar to like the Hobbit, right? Like Bilbo was able to, um, uh, you know, sure. defeat the problem by thinking outside the box sort of thing. Right. And even then with the way that the dragon was slain was because of a noticed weakness, right. That was exploited by brand or bard. I can't remember which one brand. Bard. 
bard. Um, so uh, just kind of keep that in mind. Like uh, I, I kind of hold true to those sort of uh, myths that recur um, about uh, dragons, if I can help it. So just be aware. Hmm. Well, what one thing that's interesting? So so you know like. My background, I've played, a lo- I played a lot of 5e, but all of OSE is new to me. I never played as a kid. I never got I never got the chance. I didn't have the right nerdy friends to play with me. My, mm-hmm. my box set is still unused from when I got it when I was 10. Mm-hmm. But um, what's what's interesting is like, okay, I know I know a lot about 5e dragons. I know how you know I, I know how those stat blocks work, I know all the you know, all that stuff. But this whole other thing. It's as frightening and as unknown to me as I imagine it would be for Avaricio. So like the real people in there. Sure. And the same thing for all of these other monsters. Like, you know, you guys have like some familiarity. Oh, yeah, we fought carrion crawlers before. I know what they do and blah, 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 blah. I have no clue what these old school monsters do. They're all terrifying to me. And I like that because that's what these characters would really feel looking yeah. at this not like oh yeah i know that yeah this guy has a weakness to this blah, 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 blah. and so it's it's kind of fun and i i think it's a real plus for people who are migrating from some of these newer systems and discovering you know things like OSE all yeah. anew mm-hmm. is this this gift of ignorance you know because you don't know stuff and so they're all scary sure which yeah. is what they're supposed to be oh, yeah. and that's kind of cool well, the one thing-, thing about that that's interesting though matt is um Maybe I'm misremembering this, but from my like small days when I was, you know, sitting there reading, pouring over the monster manual and the fiend folio and things like that, is it it was never the hit points or the armor class or anything else of those basic monster stats that were the killer. It was the abilities that they had to go along with it. And and the monsters wouldn't have six abilities. I mean, a ghoul's big big thing is the paralysis, right? And and in uh, in modern 5e, like all my players are basically like, oh, ghoul prowess, oh, I'm immune to ghoul prowess, blah, blah, you know, mm-hmm. it's just it's like right over their heads. And I'm like, you guys don't even know. You don't <laughs> even know like how dangerous that is in an old school adventure, like in an old school, like uh, and I, I hate that phrase old school, but I, I'm forced to use it. But in like a in a in a retro clone or whatever, how dangerous something like ghoul paralysis is to a, to a party. Yeah, and, then, and yeah, and to your point, Mike, too, like the the fact that um, the, most monsters don't have like a, a, a whole suite of abilities. That's what made dragons especially terrifying because they did. Yeah, they had a whole ton of they have throughout the editions, right? Like a ton of shit that they could do. Like on top oh, of like yeah, all the physical either. aspects and the breath weapon, they most of them were spellcasters too. Yeah, which is probably the reason why they had you know front limbs so that they could manipulate spell components or whatever that you know stupid reason, but <laughs> whatever. Right. Uh, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I would think too that that one the one thing like Matt you would been able to take from any modern edition back to the basic you know one thing that remains true throughout the editions was the um, breath weapons of the different chromatics and the metallics too but mostly the chromatics um but other than that everything is probably like a mystery even even the breath weapon the 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 gas um the poison gas like you you don't have any conception of how strong that is like what you know what is the amount um, and uh, you guys could l- probably look that up in OSC and discover it. But once again, I have t- I've wiped out the stat block. I'd, I'm not. Right. I'm neither using. I'm not using OSC's default, and I'm not using the Osric first edition one that is uh, printed in Arden Vool as well. It's my own stat right. block. 
um, based on other material um, that, I've, that I've that I've got Crossing Instagrams for. But at this point, I don't even have it. I, it's nowhere in my notes. It's nowhere up in front of me during these past two sessions because um, I, I would have ruled like if you had tried to commit violence against him, it just would the moment that it became his turn. First of all, you would have missed everything. You know what I mean? Like, We're just dead. Um, and then the next turn, I just would have said you would all you all die. Like you know what I mean? Like you, you just breathe and you're dead. Like I even very roll. <laughs> Makes yeah. me very well, I will yeah. say, So, John, I, I know that you're really really busy. Um, if it would help, we could come up with this stat block for the dragon for you, <laughs> just to save you some time. I got the stat block. That's I'm just good. saying I didn't bring it out for these two sessions. I see. Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, to to Matt's point about offer offer still stands. <laughs> to Matt's point about like you know ignorance and uh, not knowing. I mean, it's been a long time since I played original D anD D, and I don't often go through the books anymore. And a lot of this is like I've just forgotten it all, and it's all ignorance to me again. Sure. And, yeah. and I remember when we were playing um, the Hole in the Oak. Uh, speaking of ghoul paralysis, mm-hmm. <laughs> I lost. Multiple characters <laughs> in that corner, and uh, the first time I that was happened, right there with I you. remember feeling just like, uh, <laughs> what? Like that was so not five E. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was a big shocker. Uh, um, Only Oak was the crucible yeah. of fire for for. Yeah, it OSR totally League. was. Yeah, and, and it, I was, it makes uh, you know, the XP hit that you take playing an elf totally worth it. Yeah, because that. That is a first level party like TPK moment right there when it when it, two ghouls pop out and he's like oh no <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly this was like five yeah. ghouls as I recall and I don't think we ever got past them like mm-hmm. there's just a bunch of corpses there yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah anybody playing a hole in the oak the corpses in that hallway they're us that's us yep so his um his across his last line about um you know don't call me a lord. Um, I, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, that, that it assumes a relationship, you know, um, that I lifted that from, and I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it right now. I want to leave it as a nice little, um, uh, uh, scavenger hunt for the people out there. There is a well-known seminal recent OSR work by someone very famous, uh, where I lifted that from. And if you can find out where that uh, line is from, I will be very, very impressed. Let me know in the discord or in the comments, if you find that out. Um, but I love that line when I read it and I was like, oh my God, this is Kroz. This is exactly the way that he thinks, you know? So, yeah, that's, that's how powerful he is. is he doesn't, he doesn't even need subjects. Yeah. You know, he, you know, he, he's just a, a harvester of souls. You know what I mean? It's just it's like, whoa, he's God, so badass. Moment. Every offer that we made. Yeah. Right. Every yeah, offer that we made was just like, what? No, <laughs> what? No susceptibility yeah. to you. charming or, or smooth talking. He didn't care at all. There was God. nothing we could offer him. Yeah, we he's couldn't even flatter lonely. him. He's yeah. just lonely, and he needs Darius to try and seduce him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, David, whenever we you brought up the, the, the how he might be offended by the um, the three thousand uh, uh, gold piece offer from Estelle, you know, it's yeah. it, it's not even that he was offended it's like so if if there's six thousand solidi down there which is around how much is down there right if they had offered him um five thousand nine hundred ninety nine he would have been just as offended as if you had offered him three thousand right it's because it's um even even if you had offered him the six thousand he still would have been offended and laughing at you because to him it's not theirs to offer to him it was always Mm -hmm. his right right? and if you try to withhold a single penny from him 
um, that's that you just spelled your own doom, right? Basically. So, yeah. Well, and it's a great, it's a great, uh, I mean, possibly orthogonal to the level of power he has, right? It's also just very interesting to consider that his like lifespan has a pretty significant, uh, relationship with everything that's gone on in, in this empire, in this space. And figuring that out in a more specific fashion could be very useful to us, whether we ever talk to him again or not. But, yeah. You know, what has well, he observed? We, you know? Yeah. And we, we remember, we, uh, we're going to have to look it up again, but we read the book that talked about, like, the dragon eggs and this whole history of – you know, the, the uh, Arkantians messing with the dragons and whole, it was yeah. like a hostage thing with uh, the eggs or something. Yeah, exactly. There was a, uh -oh, that's Ted. actually the start of their calendar. <laughs> the start of their calendars with the compact of Ennius, which was like a, a deal that the, that the Arkantians made with, uh, with dragon kind. Yeah. Ted, you were going to say something? Uh, I mean, I'd have to go back and look at the notes, but uh, if my recollection is that we, we don't really know what happened with the whole egg thing. Right. But let's just speculate that Arden and Vul, in fact, did get the egg and did lock it away. And the golden rod is the key to getting the egg back. Like it's a key, literally, like it opens something. You put the rod in and the egg pops out, something like that. That would be very interesting, wouldn't it? Possibility. I love yeah. it. Right. Whether, the, whether it's true or not, it's like a, it's, I mean, I had a lot of fun on the discord this week, obviously doing exactly yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, um, but yeah, I know. Like, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, whether it has a function that is uh, germane to cross or it is again, I mean, his motivation doesn't necessarily have to be that as we discussed on the discord. It's just that he's yeah. greedy. Um, though we do know we determined it was magical, right? Yes. That was a, that was a mistake in my memory. Magic. So, yep. for anyone who listen is listening, we did determine it was magical. So, um, fascinating, right? It could just be a another wand we've never thought of before. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, yeah, yeah true. <laughs> but it, but it could be also something really significant to the world. And and uh, uh, whether it is or not, what's exciting is that you know there are so many serpentine, no pun intended, connections between. Not only the cultures of Ardenvul, but the aliens and the sort of like geography and everything else and the various creatures in a way that like it's very apparent to me. I mean, I think we we understood that on some level. And I don't want to say that like the dragon fucking with us is like a total like we should have never seen it coming thing. Obviously, we thought about it when we were talking about bringing the gold out. But the idea that the dragon would have or, or cross would have any relationship both with Estelle and Cronus beyond just like, please don't kill us. And possibly anyone else within the world space is never something I'd, that occurred to me until now. And now I'm going, well, fuck, what else is going on? You know, right. go ahead, Matt. Yeah. So here's here's a, a an interesting thing. So, you know, what what we were kind of talking about was initially we thought that that gold rod, and this was the one that, that uh, uh, Varger found on our way up. It was like the second or third episode or whatever, really early on. So we've been dragging this thing around forever. And what we didn't realize, and you know, just, you know, through player communication or whatever, is the second episode um, was that the thing was indeed magical. So in some of the times that we've taken all of our stuff out and cast detect magic, we just never communicated well. Oh, the rod is in the mix or whatever. Or I just so forgot. when we first started talking with Cross about about this about this rod, we were like, oh yeah, sure, whatever. Well, like we can duplicate it, we can you know measure it, we can make it you know whatever. But then when we found out that this is magical, right? Like it changed the ballpark 
you know, change the whole conversation about the thing, even to the point, and we never, we haven't talked about this. Now that we know the thing is magical, we can have it identified, right? And we can find out what the thing really is without question. So we don't have right. to speculate anymore about what it might be True. as long as we can get it to somebody who can cast identified. True. Yep. Mike, you go first. Uh, I was just going to say we had that rod when we did our big down, the one and only downtime uh, that we had in Gosserwick where we got everything identified and we got everything like uh, detect magic. I almost feel like we got to go back and watch that episode because were we all were we all wrong about the the magic? I mean, all of us remember that it was not magical until John corrected us. So I'm like, did we mess that up like way back in the day? Like, or is it sitting there in like episode five somewhere, whatever it would be? You know, I can't imagine that if we actually had it identified, we wouldn't we we would be in this pickle. I still right. think it's a key. I still think it's a magical key. I don't think it's going to be like no. a immovable rod or some other like magical item like that. I think it's going to be, it's going to be something that acts over something else. I don't think we need to retcon anything because um, we can just move forward from here um, because uh, <laughs> you, you, you even, even not knowing what it was, you, you still held on to it. Right. Um, yes. So yeah. you, you still have it. You, yeah. you know, it's valuable. So, yeah. Yeah. What I, what I was going to say, maybe this is a good like meta conversation because I don't remember that either. Mike, I know that I what emotionally remember feeling is like protect and and like don't tell people, which is generally how I re respond to a lot of this stuff. That may yeah. not be true, but as a result, I would not be surprised if at the time I did not because we were first learning our bookkeeping at the time too. I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. I didn't offer it up as something we identified. But it's a great yeah. example where look, I you know oh, whether John remembers or not, it's a great example of like getting to a point where. Some information isn't game breaking to just sort of like clarify behind the screen, right? Like it, it, it's not useful to either of us possibly if we like speculate ad infinitum about a thing, whether yeah. we did or not, if neither of us can remember, right? I've, it helps us to just be like, look, it's not, or it is, right? Yeah, uh, that's what, that's what I ended up doing forward. in Discord. And I'm, I'm fairly yeah. sure that it was my fault. I think that you probably cast a tech magic um, and I either didn't realize that you had it on you or... I just assumed Perfect. without looking at the block that it wasn't magical. Um, so but sure. now here's a question and we'll just move forward from there. So it's magical. No, of course. <laughs> but, and, but the point I'm making just as like a table conversation, the only reason I added that was like, what is it? What does it matter? Right? Like if I'm the DM or the player in that situation, why kill myself over that when that level of information transfer is something that just like makes the game easier and still doesn't really solve any riddles. It's just like, focuses a little bit mutually right and i think that's yeah. really awesome because i think that that's a hard decision to make for anyone involved right uh, yeah. especially after like a couple years of a campaign go ahead mike you did i was just gonna say there's there's nothing to say that we can't bilbo baggins that fucker later on like okay so killing crass is is a non-starter we're pretty smart that dragon flies around an awful lot we could probably do like a ninja strike force team on his nest and grab that rod back if we really wanted to. If we decide at some point that it's going to be worth that kind of risk. Did you guys decide well, to give it to him or not? I don't even know. We, we were taking the horde and oh, I thought we fully decided that we were taking the rod and or and the the horde. Cuz that cuz if we do one or the other, the dragon's pissed and there's no point in giving one and not the other. In other words, like if we interrupt the horde and any word comes back that we do so, 
even por- right. like in a portion yeah. like then 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 because cods knows how much is in there and if cods is alive and he gets there and there's only some of it so then and here, we, they saw it come up that's so an important right. point you guys got to read uh, but there's a there are holes in your knowledge though about this because you don't right. know what cods told everybody else about how much was there Right. right. So um, it, you, you, it all stems from cause cause was the source of all accurate information. Right. But you don't know how much he actually uh, told people that was there. So therefore, if cause deceived them in any sort of way or, or just didn't tell them everything, just said, like, there's a huge vault down there. Do you want a piece? Then um, then it's likely that that cross Nistrex also doesn't know how much is down there. Right. So um, it all depends mm-hmm. upon uh, it, what knowledge you're kind of basing your uh, that on, and what you decide to do when you actually get to the vault, and what you do, you know, how you plan to actually handle that money. And and, and we can always change your mind. I do want to clarify something though, because that's a very interesting nugget. I'm going to stick on John. The conversion rate between solidi and gold is what we've been talking about this as eighty or sixty now. It's time tense. So, yeah. how much solidi? There's six thousand solidi. Six thousand one hundred and sixty-one. There's six thousand there. Yeah, and we know that Cross has been offered three thousand a fifty percent stake. Well, not three thousand so, solidi necessarily. Yes, I thought that's what it was. Literally, it might have been three thousand gold pieces that he was offering. No, I, I, I I'm sorry, I would have made that clear at the at the conversation, Ted. It, it was which three thousand solidi. Which is why I'm which is why I'm putting a pen in this. Again, I, DM's not deceiving us, right? I'm just saying, like, hey, there's yeah, yeah. really useful information that we can backtrack from. If yeah. Conus and Estelle and Cods were willing to give 3,000 solidi, what percentage of a known or unknown amount would they be willing to give to the thing that could kill them? That's 50%, right? Are they right. telling him it's 80%? Are they telling him it's 90%? Or are they telling me it's 50%? They're probably never going to offer less than 50%. He'd kill them outright. Right. So when John pr- proposes like, well, we don't really know what he told them, I would suggest without any confirmation, but I would suggest that he probably told him a decent figure. If he shaved any off the top, I don't think it's a huge percentage. Right. Because to do so would totally fuck up the, the deal with the dragon in my mind. But but again, I could be totally wrong. I'm just I'm just yeah. saying we can reverse that logic in some to some degree with what we don't well, know. We, one of the things we don't know is where has Cods been. He hasn't been around the inn. He hasn't been instructing the <laughs> wine dark cohort. So he could very well be in the vault right now, mm. trimming off the part he didn't tell anybody about mm-hmm. and hiding it somewhere. Then we're gonna have to find where he put it. Yes. The other thing I wanted to mention about the golden rod, and you know whether it's you know there's all sorts of options, but the the thing and again it's a thing we don't know is does. Kraz want it because it's a thing that's magic and gold and he's a dragon or does he know what it is and what it does right if he just wants it for his horde and he throws it on top of the pile yeah maybe we could Bilbo Baggins it if it's he's like no I I actually want that because it gets me the eggs or if I put this thing into the you know forehead of the statue of Vool the whole city turns into a giant mecha robot yes. and stands up and walks off. And and he controls the fleet of stars. The, the alien dragon is running a fleet of automated AI fucking starships exactly. and carbon bombing us. We don't know, man. We That's don't know. Thing. Well, he seemed, yeah. I, I, I will point out, if in case my portrayal didn't convey it, when um, when Avaricios offered, uh, you know, uh, you know what he asked about like what use it has or, or if we could do something with it the dragon seemed like highly amused 
He's like, yeah. use, like what, you know, I, I don't, I don't give a shit about his use. It's mine. That's, that's what I yeah. care about. Yeah. I, I interpret that he's going to throw it on the pile. <laughs> my suspicion. He, he may have also just been like, I, we're not talking about this because you're a gnat and I'm a dragon and, you know, very true. Very true. Not the point. Bring could, me could the gold. Too, yeah. Yep. yeah. I think there's three factors here. What you just said, right? It's, yeah. it's, it doesn't matter. It's mine, right? It's totally valid at face value. Another factor is he doesn't know what it's used for. It's just loot, right? So he could be being he could be being honest and still omitting, or he could just be ignorant himself. But the other factor is he says, if this is true, again, he can lie to us, right? But if it's true that his minions are the one that lost us, what did his minions know if his minions knew anything about this? And who were his minions? Right. So the question is not just what does Cross know about it, but what would anyone who might want to take it from Cross know about it? And if they would, what was the, the situation that would lead to that sort of a risky endeavor, right? Like, I'm going to betray the guy I know could probably kill me and take this away. And then I'm going to die anyway because he's going to fucking swoop in and eat my head off, right? I'm going to drop it in a pit. And no, no, no. But I knew that this was the thing that got me power over him. Otherwise, I would never risk it. That's the deduction I'm talking about. doesn't mean it's true, right? But yeah. like, what would make you betray the dragon as we yeah, do it right exactly. now? That's the question to be asking. It doesn't matter whether he knows or anyone else did. It, it matters that they thought it was sufficiently worthwhile if, in fact, that's what was going on, which we can't even be certain of either. Go, Mike. The one thing that um, is telling for me about this whole thing is that if it had a use that he wanted it to be used for, and it, that use has anything to do with like being in the dungeon. We know that he can't go in the dungeon. He can't get down a single stairwell. He can't get into a single cave. So to David's point about who his minions are, like Estelle and Kronos, he might count as his minions, right? But now ones that he gives a shit about because he'll eat them for a sack of gold. Um, the wyverns we think are his minions. But is there anyone else that is in like some sort of cult of the dragon type thing? Who are those weird fuckers in the in the tower that we haven't even met yet? You know, like are they are they setites? Absolutely. Well, don't or forget. Are they the cult of the dragon? Are they his minions? Are they the ones sitting on a big vault that needs a golden rod shoved into it? Like, well, don't I, I don't forget don't, for, don't forget his last oh, words, Mike. But uh, both you and David actually, right? What he said about calling him a lord or the need to rule, right? It, 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 you get the impression that minions are not even a thing. You know, there might be people you, you don't know. You have no reason to believe that people that worship him. Right. But but That's does, what I was about to jump but in, does yeah. but he doesn't reciprocate, right? Of right? He, like, it's totally beneath him. Like he does not care. The the uh, I brought this up in the Discord a little bit as well. But um, the you have to understand. Like the the question obvious is why doesn't Cross just burn everything? And the reason is <clears> is because Cross is hyper intelligent and what he wants is treasure. Um, but he knows that he must rely on the constant flow of adventurers to bring that up out of the depths, right? He knows he's sitting on a like a, a ton of treasure, but the only way he can get it is if small people bring it up for him. And he's also smart enough to realize that these people congregate and refresh themselves at the broken head. So therefore, he allows them to continue because he knows that it furthers his own ends, right? But that's as far as it goes, as far as, as, you're, as you're able to conclude, right? Yeah. yeah, and what I would say on top of that, which again is pure speculation on my part, but we were doing a bit of this talk. I mean, me and Matt were, you know, a bunch of it on Discord. But I'm trying to like, you know, deduce with very, very partial information what that means in terms of like a balance versus an imbalance, right? Like, 
So for instance, us pissing off the dragon if we commit to that, right? Has the risk of him trying to fucking kill us if we go out above ground anywhere, right? The question is if what he wants, even if all he wants, if he has no allegiances to anyone, if all he wants is loot and the way only way he can get it is from people going to the dungeon, if he starts killing every single person in the valley and on the plateau and search for us, he no longer has a source for that. Correct. He has killed his own economy Correct. by seeking revenge, <laughs> which means there mm. is some leverage that Correct. we have, even as nice, weak David. people. Yes. Even as weak people, yeah. we have leverage because we know that he needs something, even if it's far exceeding us and his power far exceeded us, that we can play into, even as a, you know, as power bottoms. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that is what we got to do, dude. We got to be the best in the fucking game, y'all. Yeah. And I'm here for it, right? Now, how we do it, whether it will succeed, different question altogether. But I think that's a actually, in a fucked up way, it's the most leverage we might actually manage is by pissing him off in that criteria rather than just supplicating ourselves to him, right? Because now, what do we do? It doesn't matter. I'm not going to get into the whole thing we talked yeah. about on the Discord, but I think it's really interesting. I think it's really you, interesting. You hit upon a key thing that I was hoping that you guys would conclude was that the, that there is some leverage to be gained there, right? He needs small people, right? He needs them. And so uh, you, you're now aware of that, right? You, are, you might want to ask yourselves, like, at the time of the meeting with Kroz, why didn't you bluff about the golden rod, right? If he so wants... Didn't think it was magic. Yeah, but... Well, what I'm saying is if, if you know that he wanted it, but that um, it was completely dependent, uh, his knowledge was is that you were the ones that had it and that he wanted that back more than anything else, like he desires to have it back, you could have um, said, if you kill us, if you harm us, you'll never get the golden rod, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Then Which what? Is amazing, right? Exactly. Leverage once again, right? So there are there are little holes. You know, it's a dangerous game to play. Uh -huh. Very dangerous, but it's so fun <laughs> because of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if we're like, you kill us and you'll never get your golden rod. He's like, well, what if I kill that one? <laughs> you know, <laughs> true. That's true. what I was worried about. Very true, Mike. Little does he know that game. we have infinite characters. Yeah. <laughs> I, won I wonder which one he'd pick. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely it's right, really Mike. Good, yeah, it's, that a really it's, good it's a very dangerous game. A very dangerous game. It is, and and I'm not suggesting well, that we use the stable to protect yeah. our most loved characters. I think putting them out there and risking them as a benefit and a consequence, right? Like having Avaricios out uh -huh. there now or next time, or anyway, it's is a far more potent leverage in many ways and also the far more risk of losing them than it is bringing a level one out there. Mm -hmm. But um, but it is something to consider when we talk about but these things. Can I ask you know? a question about the beginning of the session that I missed? Mm -hmm. Sure. If Avaricios is not with us on this venture, right? But you did get a rest. Why did you not stock up on all healing spells and throw them on Yost and Mort? Uh, I do have healing spells and I can throw them on Yost and Mort if we want. <laughs> retroactively i mean ted's over here all whining and shit about yo seven hit points as if the rest of us have any more than that you know oh well, it's so hard for the i'm kidding we, yeah, we yeah. do have to yeah. think about protecting our most valuable asset which is not ted it's yost <laughs> yeah. right but i mean yeah yost has the potential to have the you. Most... i'm going to bed yeah yeah i know, I know yeah. Go. we love you bud um but yeah, with with Nyal out of the picture, at least for this for this delve, um, uh, Yost is your is your big front line if you can pump him up, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you uh, need uh, me yeah, to be uh, here next next time. Next time, tell the cleric <laughs> that your guy needs healing. <laughs> I mean, like you, you had a, we had a plan that involved certain spells that True. we needed. It did not uh, involve fully going for all buff healing. We had we, had, you know. And so when I brought up the hit points, it wasn't to whine. It was so that you didn't count on Yost being this carrying killer. Like, no, he's got seven hit points. You know, combat is possible, but don't count on it. We should think of other things because he's not wearing armor and he's got no hit points. Yeah. Factor accordingly. Uh As he did when he said, don't, you know, he didn't whine about his hit points at the time of healing spells being memorized because he knew we needed mist and silence and stuff like that so absolutely yeah you know i think we did a great job nothing to regret yeah you can still still cast them if you decide that you want to get into a fight you could cast them and pump pump up i've got them great use of spells though (laughs) (laughs) on like one of the primary rules of like old school playing and that's wheedling at the cleric for healing spells that's like (laughs) Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. That's basic, basic one-on-one stuff right there. If it were more, I might have wheedled more, but Yost is stoic. Yost man, is very stoic. You've gotten some mileage out of that silence spell, though. Holy crap. Has that, oh, been, yeah, has that been good for you? And the combo man, with the is such a good thing. Oof. That started with Dolmenwood and it's continued since. It is hard for me to think of a spell I like more right now than silence. It's I so mean, good. It's so, hot. <laughs> it's yeah. so high up there. Yeah, yeah. it's good. It's good. Nice, I am you. worried about what happens when we get to the actual stash. And we have we've used all of these like big gun spells. And if we go in there and there's like five I mean, wine dark cohort dudes and codswallops standing there with crossbows, yeah. I mean it's gonna be a little bit of a tricky thing. Yeah, and it's gonna so, be very a very uh, well, unwise decision to, to attempt to rest in this in this general area if you want to regain spells. Rest. We're on a clock, baby. Oh, you're on the clock too. Yeah, of course. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right, guys. Cool. All right, very nice. fun. I'm going to get to editing, but that was... uh,